Welcome back to your haunted holiday. This is Lisa. And this is Lindsay. And today, Lindsay, we are going to a haunted bar, a saloon to be exact. Okay. I'm all for these saloons. <laughs> I'm all for the haunted restaurants and bars. And I mean, who doesn't want to go get a, a good drink and maybe spot a ghost? That's the best place to spot them. I agree. This is also a listener request from our longtime listener, Valerie, who has submitted multiple requests in the past. So thank you so much for sending this request. This is going to be a good one. This is your haunted holiday at the Palace Saloon in Fernandina, Florida. All right, Lindsay. So this particular place, the Palace Saloon, is actually said to be the oldest bar in all of Florida. Okay, well, that makes it really old, if that's the case. Yes, and this town was, like, run by pirates at some point. Like, I mean, this is an old town. The bar itself is in kind of a downtown area that's pretty close to the coast, but it's kind of like a, a fun place to go hang out. Valerie mentioned in her emails that, you know, the streets are lined with beautiful oak trees. It's one of her favorite places to go on a weekend. Yeah, I know Valerie is from Florida. In fact, she was supposed to join us in, in St. Augustine at the lighthouse, but she had something come up that she couldn't change. Uh, so we're sorry we missed you, but I know she sent some great requests our way. So this is exciting to hear about. Yeah, so this place, the building itself actually opened in 1878, and it was originally a haberdashery, which yeah. is like a, you know, I guess like a old style store kind of thing where people stop so in and buy stuff. If our listeners have watched the movie by Quentin Tarantino, The Hateful Eight, remember the haberdashery. First time I had ever heard of that, by the way new vocabulary for you all that's what I imagine like a little local small store that's exactly it and what's funny is Lindsay we are such twins because I immediately also thought of Quentin Tarantino's The Hateful Eight and them being stuck in the haberdashery all murdering each other but nobody was murdering each other as far as I'm aware in this particular haberdashery well that's almost not great for the show because we really need um tragedy <laughs> for the show for the for the ghosts to come around right i know and you know this is another one of those places there's just not that much blood and gore happening here i mean i will say this is an this is an old building it's built in 1878 there's a lot of history here but you know not that much horrible tragedy i know a lot of episodes we talk about horrible things so this this is kind of a nice mix-up, kind of like last week's. So it was a haberdashery. It was a store. I, I, you know, 1878, you know, somebody died there, right? You know, must have been a one-off there at some point. <laughs> it's, it's prime haunted years. We're in the, the late 1800s. <laughs> We're in some prime haunted year territory. Old building. Lots of people through it. Has potential. Yeah. 
1903 is when a man named Lewis Hearth actually purchased the building and he's the one that transformed it into a saloon. He was a businessman and his friend who whose last name was Bush was the founder of Anheuser-Busch came from St. Louis to help him design and decorate this bar and I guarantee you that guy was friends with the Lemp family because he was from St. Louis, uh, owner of a big brewery. So kind of seven degrees of Kevin Bacon happening in this oh from a goodness. previous episode a little I bit. I was just going to say, I can't believe you're bringing up someone from the, the Anheuser-Busch family because we just talked about the Lemp family being big brewery owners and knowing and even consulting with some of these larger companies. What are the odds that we've covered beer makers like major breweries in in just the last few weeks yeah i just calling it out because i thought it was an odd connection as well but anyway he helped him decorate this bar and they did make it pretty fancy for the day it had mosaic tile floors kind of a tin um ceiling a golden cash register i mean it was a very fancy bar so fancy in fact that some pretty famous family names would visit this place on a regular basis. The Rockefellers and the Carnegies were regulars at this bar. Okay, it must have been fancy. Yes. And, you know, like I said, there was tons of ships coming in here. Pirates, you know, ran this place at one time. The docks here were considered some of the busiest in the South at the time. And so there was always ships coming in. People working on the ships would come into town, stop at a bar. This one was on the fancier end, so it was considered the ship captain's bar. So this is where all the ship captains would go, not just the workers, to get maybe a little bit of a fancier drink. And was this on the East Coast or the the Gulf Coast? This is on the Atlantic side, Lindsay, and it is really just south of the Florida borderline there with Georgia. Oh, wow. So it's probably, maybe it's in between like St. Augustine and Savannah. Yeah. It'd be a really good stop if you're doing the, the trip between the two cities. Yeah, it absolutely is between St. Augustine. It's like almost right in the middle of St. Augustine and Savannah. So if you're going on a road trip to each of those, make a stop. Because also, Valerie mentioned in her email, you know, this place has a lot of history, this particular bar. But there's also several haunted bed and breakfasts in the area, too, that you can look into if you want to stop and stay the night. But lots of haunted happenings in this town. Now... This place opened in the early 1900s, and you know, that dang prohibition struck, of course. (laughs) I mean, can you even imagine? So anyway, the bar owner, that hearth guy, he was, you know, there to make every buck, and it said that they were the last bar to close in the state of Florida on prohibition at midnight exactly. And because of that, they made $60,000 in that 24-hour period serving people that were just, like, trying to get their last bit of legal alcohol. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, that was smart on their part. Think about how much $60,000 would have been back then. That's a huge amount of money. So they were, like, partying 
hard, I guess, in uh, weight of prohibition. I personally just can't even, can you even imagine if today they were like, we're banning alcohol, everybody. We're closing down all these, these shops. People would be pretty upset about this. I, I think this would be a very unpopular decision to make today. They, there would be like an uprising, I feel totally. like. I mean, people would go crazy. I don't think they could do that. So, And I doubt it was popular back then. I, I mean, realistically, like you can say alcohol is absolutely worse for you than some other substances that are illegal here in the United States, uh, federally at least. And, and so, I don't know, like you could definitely make the case it's bad for you. I'm sure the Surgeon General says avoid it. It's not good for your liver. It's not good for your health. But like part of our culture here in the United States at the end of the day. It's fun to have, you know, me and Lisa talk about it all the time. We love like having a couple cocktails, going on a ghost hunt. It, yes. it makes it a little bit more interesting sometimes. Right. When I get off work on a Friday, I'm having a couple cocktails. Like it's just on my to-do list, you know? <laughs> Anyway, so this bar, however, did survive prohibition. It wasn't running as a bar, obviously, to be able to sell legal liquor, but they made do by selling things like gas and ice cream and cigars. And apparently that hearth guy had some form of whiskey that he might have been selling out of the back. So it did continue to be a bar after prohibition ended. In 1999, there was actually a fire that practically burned the entire place to the ground. It was restored, however, and continues to be a bar today. So think about it. From 1903 to today, it is still serving that same purpose. And it actually looks almost exactly like it would have back in the day, still with those tile, mosaic floors, tin ceiling, all of that cool stuff. Awesome. That sounds really neat. I love when they can maintain some of the actual historic architecture. It just... It kind of gives you that that atmosphere that, you know, you hope the people back there in the day were, were experiencing, too. It just makes it more interesting. This is Lisa, and are you ready to embark on the adventure of a lifetime? You've heard me delve into the world of haunted travel, exploring eerie locations, and uncovering spine-chilling tales. And now I'm thrilled to announce the launch of something very special to me, which is my own travel agency, brought to you by Your Haunted Holiday. As our listeners know, I'm not just passionate about haunted travel, I live and breathe it. From researching the most haunted destinations to planning unforgettable journeys, I'm here to make your travel dreams a reality. Whether you're seeking the thrill of a haunted location or craving a getaway to somewhere a little less spine-tangling, I've got you covered. And here's the best part, my services are absolutely free. Let me put my travel skills to good use by helping you plan the perfect escape. Simply visit yourhauntedholiday.com and click on the Travel Agency by Lisa link at the top of the page in the menu. So where will your next adventure take you? Let's make it a journey you'll never forget. Contact Your Haunted Holiday Travel Agency today and let's start planning. Your adventure awaits.
So obviously, Lindsay, this place is haunted. That is why we are talking about this place. It's old, like you said, it's like prime ghost years, 1800s is when the building was made. And, you know, as a bar, some of the people working there started noticing at closing time, there was some strange like human shapes in the bar that shouldn't be there, right? They're closing, they've kicked everybody out, but they're seeing kind of these shadows moving around and that was kind of the first indicator to a lot of people that something might be up here there's Hmm. something happening that is not normal so it's more of a shadow that they're seeing rather than like a full apparition yes originally right there there have been apparitions seen here but i would say like a shadow or a feeling is more of what you're likely to get at this location like maybe something out of the corner of your eye you're going like what was that right there's somebody else in here with me yes yeah and some of the apparitions that people say they may have been seen is the rockefellers and the carnegies which is interesting because i mentioned that they were regulars at this bar so we might have traveling ghosts again Lindsay, is what i was thinking (laughs) because they're like just regulars at the bar again you know like they're vacationing there yeah i was just gonna say like i have a hard time believing that like the rockefellers and the carnegies are gonna spend spend their afterlife hanging out at the old bar the old saloon you know full time is what i really mean right like they've got somewhere else some other fabulous mansion or hotel to haunt right not that this place isn't great um, but yeah, maybe they're maybe they're vacationing ghosts. It just cracks me up every time this topic comes up because it's kind of a funny idea, right? But who knows? This could be going on. I mean, I think that let's say you really do see these people in this bar, right? These, or these ghosts of these people. I think traveling ghosts is like the only possible explanation for this. Because like <laughs> you said, like if I'm one of the Rockefellers, like... I'm not going to be haunting some saloon every day, day in, day out. Like, right. I'm going to be haunting my amaz- amazing mansion, you know, or estate or whatever. Like, it ain't going to be this saloon. Right. But, I but, might stop in from time to time. So what makes people think that they're haunting it? Do they see their apparitions and they resemble? And, and that's that's the evidence that we have. Because, yes. Okay. So because so my original feeling is, you know, these ghosts really could be anybody right it's going to be really difficult to identify a full body apparition it can happen i'm not saying it can't because lisa and i have had an experience with a ghost that i could identify in a photo listen back to the bullock hotel episode if you have we have two episodes out there episode one of the bullock hotel will give you that story if you haven't heard it but you know to me it seems like you know obviously these were famous people that were there and so it's really easy for us to say well i bet it's the carnegies and the rockefellers right that to me is the more likely potential but i'm not going to put it past actually being the case here because you you just never know you just don't i mean who knows it's a it's a cool thought it's a cool idea that this could be the case yes and i will say i mean to our point of traveling goes they're not seen there on like a regular basis it's like an occasional oh there's whoever you know there they are on holiday i guess here they are we got lucky this time we spotted them okay yeah 
Exactly. Now, the most common ghost that everybody knows here, what this place is famous for, is a ghost that they call Uncle Charlie. Uncle Charlie was a bartender for over 50 years at this place from 1906 until 1960. So has a huge amount of time working here. Not only did he work here, but he actually lived in a room just kind of behind the bar area and actually passed away there of natural causes. He wasn't murdered or anything like that, but that's where his body was found. And so he's really haunting this place. So if you do go here, you're definitely going to want to try to make contact with Uncle Charlie because that's who you're most likely to get. For sure. Okay, so now that you give Uncle Charlie's history at this place, I'm going to tell you right now, Uncle Charlie is haunting this place. Like, over 50 years working there, lived there, died there. This is the perfect elements for a haunting. Definitely. They actually say that in 1999, I mentioned that fire, that every room was impacted by this fire, except for the room where Uncle Charlie used to live. And they think he may have somehow protected that. They also say the door to that room, it is still there today, will open and close on its own. So you're going to want to look for different movement like that. They also say he used to like to play the piano, and today there is still a piano there. However, the keys are actually covered by plexiglass, but people will hear the piano start to play even though the keys are covered up. Oh, very cool. I like that. And I feel like the door opening and closing to his room is just him coming and going. Like, you know, he's still living there. He's still spending time for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. How how neat. I, I love this kind of ghost. Because I think these types of spirits definitely have so much potential because they have so much history there and he's just there. Whether it's an intelligent haunt or not, it's just, it's really cool that that you can still run across Uncle Charlie. And I think there is evidence that it is an intelligent haunt. So one of the stories that comes from Uncle Charlie is apparently back in the day, he used to kind of make little tiny bets over coins with people that were there. And there was like some things behind the bar that they would try to toss these coins at to land it on. So they'd be like, okay, I'm gonna land this coin here. And if they failed, then Uncle Charlie would get to keep the coins as part of like his tip, right? So this was like a Mm -hmm. game that he was known to get the patrons to play on a regular basis. After he passed away, there was a newer bartender that decided, oh, let's do that game that Uncle Charlie used to do, try to toss your coin. And as he was doing this, he apparently felt a really ice cold chill, like right on his shoulder, almost as if like a ghost had placed their hand on his shoulder. And it freaked him out enough that he actually stopped the game and was like, let's not do that anymore. Hmm. That's interesting. So yeah, he was acknowledging what they were doing and reacting to the game they were playing. Yeah, it definitely, it's evidence of potential intelligent haunting. Yes, absolutely. So those are the main stories around Uncle Charlie and the ghosts here. Of course, this is a bar, so you're also going to want to look for things like glasses moving on their own, sliding across the bar, that kind of thing. But really uncle charlie is what you want to try to have some sort of encounter with 
So like I said, this palace saloon is in kind of a downtown area here, not far from the coast. I really think it's just blocks away, actually, from the coastline. So if you're happening to go to the beach or whatever, you can easily make a stop here. And it sounds like it's, you know, kind of a fun place for people to go hang out. Just not even just the palace saloon, that part of town, because there's shops and other bars and all of that right there in kind of this downtown area. So if you want to have a night on the town, this might be a, a good spot for it. They also have live music here on a regular basis most nights of the week. The other thing I'll say about this, Lindsay, on Sundays is when we probably want to go because they have bottomless mimosas all day on Sunday. Do they serve brunch too? No. So it's drinks only, unfortunately. I was okay. thinking, oh, maybe they have some kind of brunch. No, it's just, so go eat before you have your bottomless mimosas. That might be a mistake to show up, order the bottomless mimosas on an empty stomach. Like, definitely eat first and then go check out the mimosas. I'm all for some bottomless mimosas. This sounds great. Yes. And, you know, in looking at reviews of this place, there was a couple drinks that stood out to me. I wasn't able to find a menu online or anything, but it does appear to be all drinks think they can pretty much make you anything but there was one that stood out called pirates punch this is a place that is known for pirates and also somebody mentioned their bloody marys are delicious made by a specific bartender so i love a bloody mary if Mm -hmm. i go here i'll definitely try that out if i'm in the mood for one lisa is definitely a bloody mary connoisseur um if you want to know whether or not it's good have her test it out because she knows a good Bloody Mary. This is a true story. (laughs) She's particular about these. I am. Well, it's funny because last weekend I went to go get brunch and it was one of the worst Bloody Marys I ever Mm. had. I will not order it again. I was like, this is just terrible. It was just a bad mix, really bad mix. I was like, I should have just made myself a Bloody Mary at home rather than pay the ten dollars or whatever it costs to have one of these here at this place because it just wasn't that great but sometimes you go places and they're awesome old pink house that's a really good bloody mary however it gave lisa a serious allergic reaction so she can never have that one ever again no unfortunately i'm but it was delicious during the first few sips until you went into anaphylaxis it it was amazing, Lindsay. It was. It's very depressing that I can't have it again because it had that green chili-infused vodka that yeah. really added that extra something to it. It was extra kick. And that's probably what added the allergic reaction it at the end of the day. It's still undetermined, unfortunately. <laughs> All right. Well, folks, this place sounds really cool. Lisa and I might have to make a stop here whenever we go back to Savannah or St. Augustine or both. If you're enjoying the show, make sure to give us five stars. It helps engage more listeners. We want to thank our listeners because you all really are the reason we do this every week. You make it fun when you reach out. We really have the best listeners. We get such great uh, ideas. Valerie, thank you. All of the folks that reach out and send us emails. If we haven't gotten to your request yet, we're still working down a list. We got a big list that we're working through as well as a list of our own. Uh, so bear with us. But go to yourhauntedholiday.com, hit contact us, send us an email, send us whatever you want. I'm, we're always into hearing stories about ghost encounters or places you visited and also new recommendations for episodes. 
All right, everyone, thanks for listening and have a great week. Stay safe and healthy, everybody.